How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We could just create our own disco, couldn't we? Just the three of us. <laughs> well, we could, but... We're going to talk about this in a minute. It's not... Let's save the gold. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. When you sent me that song the other day, actually, Maureen, you sent it on the WhatsApp? That was really nice. And I would like to ask you, if you don't mind, really love Motown, if now and again, send me a tune that you really like, because... I think you have excellent taste in regards to that, and I think you know some music that I don't know, and I would like you to send me a song now and again. Yeah, that, that song was actually the one we discussed last week, which is a Bobby Caldwell, What We Won't Do For Love, and I recommend... It's a gorgeous song, isn't it? It's just... Yeah. In the 80s, we would call it a tune. You go, tune, tune. They said that in the 90s. Actually, Danny still regularly says, tune. I think that's a, a, that's a Manchester thing, isn't it? That's a tune, Matt. Um, that's a Manchester accent, by the way, in case anyone... <laughs> Imagine that was a mank accent that I was doing. <laughs> God only knows what accent that was. Hey, all right. That were a tune that were. Hey. That, oh, yeah, there you go. That were a tune that were. That's exactly, that's my Canadian way of saying it. That were a tune that were. Uh, but yeah, tune. <laughs> I have obsessively been listening to one album. Maureen, you won't like it because it's it's been made recently. It's oh, like, yeah, probably It's an not. album from, yeah, I know. Warren's palette, same with the food and with her music, is ends at 86. Any, any food that comes after 1986, she's like, oh, I don't know, why would you even eat that? Yeah. It's by Salt, S-A-U-L-T. Oh, 
Alison, you're doing a face that I like. I was hoping it was this. So Jen and I did a little play read together, and the gentleman, Phil Nickel, who was the director, started playing music before the read, and I was like, oh my God, this is a, I love it. And you were like, oh my God, is this the Salt album? I can't, and I wrote down Salt, but I did not know there was a U in it, and I could not find it, so I'm <laughs> sorry I just got excited, but I was like, and I was going to say, Maureen, I think you'd like it, because it's easy listening. You could be doing stuff. Oh, it is Well, I mean, they've got a few albums out, right? And I think, like, they've released, like, three albums in a year. And they're all great. But my favourite is called Untitled, open brackets, rise, close brackets. Okay. And it is possibly the best album I have listened to in such a long time. I love it so much. I bought it on vinyl. And it was not cheap. It was not cheap. And so obviously I can listen to it on Spotify, but I like to get my record out and I stick it on the record player and I pump it up. And let me tell you, I was doing that this morning, actually, as I was having my coffee, I thought, oh, God, I'm going to listen to this. It's been at least three days. I haven't listened to it. I'll stick it on. Honestly, it's brilliant. Actually quite a political album as well. Actually, Maureen, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, I think there'd be at least two two tracks on there that you would like. I almost peed my pants when I found out about it. So thank you. Well, I mean, that's I mean, that's across the board for the four middle aged women. We just have to sneeze and one of us is urinating. <laughs> I just listen to music and I like, do I like it? Do I not like it? I don't want to label it. Most of my music is pre-1980, okay? That's in my vinyl collection. Actually, Maureen would go through it and goes, Whispers, do you like the Whispers? Marvin Gaye, you like Marvin Gaye? Tammy Terrell, maybe, I don't know. Terry Callier, it's all in there. And then Salt, wow. I know, we're still in the 80s, aren't we? Good. Okay. I start at Madonna and Whitney Houston. Can I just say that? That's where my start point is for music. What about Mariah Carey? Of course I know Mariah Carey. I knew... I knew Mariah. Love takes time. I watched the very first video release. I was like, oh my God, this woman is a singer. Yeah, and then she became what she is. A diva? Yeah, a diva. Well, why not? I mean, we are all days away from divaing, aren't we? Look at me in my elasticated waist trousers and my, <laughs> my T-shirt with a stain that I can't quite identify. Days away from diva. Days away. Just need a bit of a Diamante thing happening and I'll be there yeah and I'll arrive I like to lead this podcast in many different directions so that when people listen they go you never know what to expect from those WTB gals it could go anywhere that's because we don't know what to expect no we don't actually that's very true (laughs) what have you been doing this week then Maureen or should I call you Moo Moo (laughs) oh Maureen just gave me the finger (laughs) that's a new thing She just, she middle fingered me. But smiled, <laughs> smiled the whole time. But she smiled, while, so I was almost distracted by the smile. Oh, Maureen, smiling at me. Oh, It was such it a warm smile. I was like, oh, oh. I met a real friend, Jen. I met a real friend for lunch. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Wow, these digs are just coming thick and fast. <laughs> I met a real friend. It's really weird how it's a big thing. Like, you wouldn't think about it, like, two years ago or whatever. But we actually met up for lunch. She booked and everything. Restaurant she's always gone to. But the chicken was awful, so we took it back. We got a new plate. Still horrible chicken, so we left. And then we found a really nice Thai restaurant. And they, uh, he, the waiter was brilliant because my friend, who's actually older than me, it does happen sometimes, and he asked her for ID when she asked for a glass of wine, which made her day. Also made sure he got a very big tip. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice to be asked, isn't it? But this is a time where you'd be like, I can't believe you're asking me for ID. And now you're like, oh, yeah, thanks, darling. Well, the last time somebody stopped me, they thought it was, I was an OAP and should go to the front of the queue. So I, I think I prefer it this way around. <laughs> Probably one of the last times we were out together, somebody thought you were my mum. And I was your son. So, yeah, there we are. 
God, thank goodness for the internet and WhatsApp and stuff like that. So I've had chats from friends from America, Austria and France in the last couple of days. So that's been nice, just chatting to people, having a good old nat good old friends. I've known for about 38, 39 years, despite only being 38. It's weird, isn't it? So thankful that this didn't happen before the internet. Could you imagine not being able to Zoom? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. It's a lifeline, isn't it, to see people that you you, you like. And well, sometimes people you don't like more, like, like right now. Um, <laughs> what have you two been up to then? I have been doing a ton of DIY. D-I-R, actually, is what I call it. Do it Roy, which is Danny's father's name. Uh, so a lot of D-I-R <laughs> has been happening in the house. <laughs> We're having a great time. I hung a really cute shelf that, uh, okay, everyone, I know, but this is these are the things that make me happy. I found a little shelf real cheap online. It looks like people running from an avalanche, and then you put the toilet paper behind the people, so the toilet paper looks like the avalanche coming Oh my God, it's so cute. So we hung that. Alison, you are hilarious. I know. It looks so good. I, I can't wait for you guys to come around. It's even more hotel funky looking than it's ever been because I have a lot of time on my hands. So also, I we're, we got a gazebo, guys. We're going to put up oh, a gazebo. This I am yeah. getting so excited about entertaining in my back garden. So we bought a gazebo, very middle class but got it from B&M, so not so middle class, everyone. <laughs> and uh, I am so excited. That sounds great. I love that you've got an R that can help you with the DI. He teaches me while we do it. It's funny because Danny and the and Janet, the mom, mom, go for a walk, and uh, Roy and I do the labor. The other day I PVA'd a wall. I sanded PVA'd a wall and uh, painted it, waterproofed it. What's, anyway. what's PVA? What does that even mean? Uh, you got to put like a coating uh, like it's kind of like a glue, a clear glue. So it just seals the wall. So if you have any like peeling coming up, like if you have any peeling wall, you just sand it down, put a little PVA on it, uh, water it down, let it dry, paint over it. Wow. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm slightly aroused by this conversation. This has really set me off. <laughs> I mean, I, I was doing a DIY, wasn't I, a couple of weeks ago. And I tell you what, I, I actually was quite proud of myself when I was polyfillering the holes in the wall. I thought, oh, this isn't as hard as it looks. You just put a little bit of polyfiller in it. That's sat, sweep it over. And, anyway, I don't want to get into it because obviously there'd be other people listening to me talking about polyfiller and they might be feeling a little bit of a tickle down there. So we'll, we'll stop that conversation. I haven't been doing anything quite as useful or as practical as that. But one thing I have started, I suppose to start a while ago, but because of the vertiginous nature of my brain, I wasn't able... I'm doing a cycle ride Ooh. with some friends, not alone, 169 miles for refugee wow. bikes. Okay. Um, if you're not aware of refugee bikes, they're an absolutely fantastic charity. Look them up. Basically, what they do is they offer refugees in this country agency by giving them a free bike. And if they can't ride a bike, they teach them to ride a bike. So they give them a bicycle, they give them all the gear, like the helmet and the high-vis stuff and a lock and all of that. So that whatever money that they get or they have, they don't have to spend it on travel. Because that's the hardest part often for refugees is transport. They can't, because they're given either nothing or virtually nothing from the government. Uh, and so this means that they can move about wherever they live and wherever they are in the country. So I'm doing this cycle ride. You can pick a route that refugees have traveled to get to this country. So I've picked the route, I think, from, uh, I'm just making this up now, from Turkey to Zimbabwe. Anyway, so I've picked that route. It's 169 miles. And uh, to raise money, you can, if you want to, ladies, sponsor me. 
it's gone very quiet. Okay, absolutely thank you. will. We absolutely absolute will. silence for more in there. <laughs> It doesn't have to be a lot. It'll be a quid. It doesn't matter. It all goes to, for a very good cause. And you can find the link. I'm saying this to the people listening out there who might want to sponsor me in the bio. Now, I went for an eight mile cycle ride. In the bio of Instagram. Is that it? Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Maureen. God. The day that we're coming to Maureen for practical help. That is the day. That's a that's a dark day indeed. Thank you, Maureen. Absolutely right. The bio on my Instagram, you'll find a link where you can sponsor me if and it will also be in the WTB notes as well. Oh, look at that. So it's everywhere. God. Listen, I am out of shape. I am out of shape. And I don't know if you've been to Brighton, but it's all hills. How could you be out of shape? You've been doing all this sea swimming. Maureen, I mean sea swimming is a stretch. When it's like minus eight out there and then five degrees in the water, you're not in for long. It's more of a dip. Get in, get out. So I'm not that fit. And everywhere in Brighton, there is there is a hill. So the cycling that I've done has been, oh my God, I'm absolutely shattered already. But that's what I've started to do. And you'll see how much progress I've made, which is not very much <laughs> on the page. When's it happening? I, I'm doing it now. So it's like every week. Oh, so you do it like in stages. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I do it in stages. So every week I'll do a bit more until I reach the target. And I've given myself a deadline that it has to be in the next four or five years. Uh, no, it has to be in the next two months. So I'm going to give myself a deadline of a couple of months to try and fit that in. So every week I'll go out on my bike and I'll try and cycle between eight and 10 miles. Twice a week is what I'm doing that. So like at least 20, 20, 25 miles a week. That's what I'm going to do. And then, you know, I'll have thighs of steel and glutes of uh, gold. That's not really a thing, is it? Thighs of steel and glutes of gold, though. I like that. And I think personal trainers would adore that. Yeah. I mean, I imagine there's a lot of personal trainers that listen to this podcast. I mean, <laughs> Maureen's bringing them on board now. With yeah. it. They're like, oh, Project Maureen Younger. Yeah, they're on board. Yeah, that'd be quite a project. Yeah, what well, Maureen, don't worry. I'm, I'm not going to drag you into this this nightmare. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing this week. And, and isn't it nice to have something to say? Oh, God, the relief I had when we were talking about this. I thought, oh, thank God I've got something to talk about. <laughs> know, it's been it weeks of me going, oh, well, I... I stood up yesterday and then I sat back down again. Anyway, I hope that's of interest. Hey, during these times, that is an accomplishment and I want you to be proud. It's practically a squat. That is a squat. And there are so many people out there that are in the same situation. So they're like, I can't even get up yet. So you're an inspiration, <laughs> Jen. Uh, well, I'm, do you know what? If nothing else, what I feel like, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, that this podcast, a lot of people come to us <laughs> for inspiration. And that's, that's what we've provided. <laughs> Okay, we've covered everything we can possibly cover in this section of the podcast, and now we must move over to the part of the podcast we understand to be utterly pointless. It is time to... Look, I'm going to close my internet. Don't close my internet, Maureen. <laughs> I meant my email. Maureen switches it off at the wall. I haven't put any makeup on. Oh, for fuck's sake, Maureen, it's a podcast. Get a grip. We might have to push your boundaries out a bit, okay? <laughs> this is an old one because I was actually talking to my friend who this happened with, who lives in Paris still. We were living in Paris. I was at her flat and she had a little frog and she'd gone off to work and I had to look after it. So I went to feed it and I realised it was, I thought, oh my God, it's dead. She's really attached to this frog. I don't know why. Because it you know, obviously wasn't moving, clearly dead. So I phone her up. <laughs> Phone her up and I, you know, break the news to her in that subtle <laughs> diplomatic way that I have. Who gets attached? 
attached to a frog. I mean, I don't know. It was a very small flat. You didn't have much, you didn't have much choice. Anyway, and I said to her, oh, you know, and I broke the news. I said, look, Michelle, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but your frog's dead. She went, oh, no. You know, she was like slightly upset. And I said, um, yeah. She goes, she goes, yeah. So it's just standing there, stock still. So it's obviously dead. And then she went, you sure that's not the plastic one? And it turned out there were two frogs in the... In the and one of them was plastic, and that's the one I've been looking at. And you know, when she said it was plastic, I was like, and I looked at it and went, oh yeah, it's definitely plastic. And also, I presume I'm not a vet, but when you die, you probably don't stand stock still, do you? You tend to fall to the ground <laughs> or float up. It would probably float to the surface as well. Oh, Maureen, I, that is really good. That is really good. That's next level, isn't it? It wasn't a very realistic plastic frog when I really looked at it. I wish we could see a picture of this plastic frog. I did ask my friend. She went, weirdly, I didn't think of taking a photo because you might need it in 20 years' time. Did you, you don't have to have a picture of your... I've got a picture of the actual frog, but not a picture of the plastic <laughs> frog. To be fair, I didn't have my glasses on, so you know what I mean? No, I actually don't. But well done, Maureen, once again. <laughs> we're, we're back on track. The, there's been a couple recently where I've been able to empathise and, and, and think, no, Maureen, you're not alone. That's perfectly OK. That's perfectly reasonable. But we're back on track for a real, genuine Be More Maureen where we can all go, what the actual fuck? <laughs> brilliant. Absolute brilliant. Let us move forward and into the sensible part of the show. Yes, it's time to speak... To our favourite agony aunt, it's time to ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice, I ain't using it. I like this one. This one I can relate to. The problem is, how do I stop playing the victim role or being a victim in my life? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I don't know. I, I can relate to it. What a surprise. A comedian can relate to that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, I, uh, <laughs> as a child, I was always bullied. I was very bullied for many, many years. So I, um, it wasn't until like high school that I really, I don't know. It was interesting. So I think in a way, I also myself for a while learned how to be a victim. And that was like kind of how I went through life. So I think this is an excellent, excellent problem for, for me personally to be talking about. So um, how do you stop playing the victim role? Okay, number one, here's what I want you to do. I want you to stop from thinking um, that you're a victim to you are a survivor. Number one, you are not the victim. You have come through that. You are where you are now. Think about where do you think you picked this up, all right? Where, where, when do you think this happened? What do you think it was that, you know, for me, I was like, okay, bullied. But, but try, to, try to think about when it was that it happened in your life. And then think about this. Victim mentality rests on three key beliefs, which I thought was very interesting. Number one, bad things happen and will keep happening. All right. That is a belief that a victim has. Bad keeps happening. Number two, other people and circumstances are to blame. Not my fault because of this. This happened. Number three, what efforts to create change will fail. Uh, so whatever I try to do will fail. So why bother? OK, so it's a very defeatist uh, attitude. So to stop this kind of thinking, here's what I think. When you keep thinking bad things happening to me, I can't stop them from happening. That's your self-sabotage. So right away, please know 
You have to stop self-sabotaging yourself. Good way of doing this, practicing gratitude. I probably say this every episode because I just think it is so important. You cannot have negative thoughts when you're filling it with positive. Other people and circumstances are to blame. Take some ownership for your own situation. Take some ownership, in other words, for your own needs and wants. Uh, Stop blaming others. Mm, Forgive and let go. That's a big thing. I think you got to forgive and let go of things. Being nice to people, it, it does help to develop self-confidence, I believe, which is a big key in this. And do say no. We've talked about that before. Say no when you don't want to do uh, something. Trust your gut. And then the final thing, any efforts to create change will fail. You got to challenge your perception of reality because what I'm telling you is whatever you decide, that is what will continue to happen. So challenge your own beliefs right there. Dare to think differently uh, and be compassionate with yourself throughout this whole process. There's a book that I saw and I looked into that I want to recommend, and it was called Pulling Your Own Strings. Because at the end of the day, you have to learn to be in control of you. That is my advice. Alison, that's really good advice. I think that's really um, interesting because... I think everybody at some point in their life has, it's quite hard, I'm trying to frame this, <laughs> but um, I've done it before. I know I have. I've done it. It's human it's e- nature. It's easy to fall into. And I think, you know, what you were saying about uh, your being able to say no, I think that's very difficult when, you're vic- when you've been a victim. And I, I, was, I was watching Kimmy Schmidt of all things. And at one point, the, one of the characters says, your wishes are as important as everyone else's. And actually that really rang a bell with me because I often understand other people's point of view and I give that priority rather than understanding my own point of view as, as equal validity. So sometimes you end up doing stuff that you don't want to do because you, you want to be understanding. But actually, your wishes are just as important as anyone else's. And I think that's something that happens when you're a victim is that you kind of feel like because you don't want to be victimised anymore. So you want to go along with what people are saying. Sometimes it's um, very difficult to get out of that cycle. You know, it's like being in that sort of like a hamster's wheel you sort of go round and round and you don't you don't know how to get off it in order to make a change to 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 make a difference but I think I think that your advice is really good and I think just being able to say no is really tricky well it's the first step I think in like really acknowledging what it is you want to do so it's the first step in you being able to say no. But I think when you've, you have been a victim, I don't think you have the tools or the self-esteem or self-belief. So you, you, you kind of know it's, you, you want to do something, but you're not really, sometimes it's hard to find because you, you haven't been taught those tools. And I think that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, uh, well, absolutely. Sometimes also it's a comfortable place to be or it can feel, it's not a comfortable place to be, obviously. It's your state of normality. If that's what you know, then you almost want to be in that because it's like people who have a lot of drama around them whenever you see them, dramatic people, they're used to being in that craziness. So they kind of create it wherever they go because that's their normality. It's their state of equilibrium. But if you're hamstrung and it's stopping you from going forward, then that's when it's a problem, isn't it? Like you, you know, and uh, or if it's stopping you from getting out of something that is unhealthy or toxic, whatever, whether it be a relationship or a work situation, then, yeah, it's helpful if you can use your advice, Alison. So thank you very much. Um, thank you. I probably wouldn't have been able to tackle that one because I didn't know the answer. But you, as always, <laughs> we come to you, Alison June-Smith. <laughs> That's why it's called Ask Alison. We're not asking Jen anything. For God's sake, don't ask her. She doesn't know. <laughs> 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is the show called? Oh, yeah, I've got it. We've been talking bollocks. Yeah. Okay. Is everyone happy with that? <laughs> it's time again we're looking at it could be music it could be television it could be movies what are we doing what are we thinking maureen what have you we're been watching, watching? TV, what are we watching on tv <laughs> no but i think we can open this up it could be anything doesn't it well, alison talks about movies you can you talk about tv but you don't have to it could be a podcast let's open this shit up let's like broaden our horizons the only podcast i listen to is ours so um we're moving on swiftly but i have been watching tv on a recommendation from bristol because normally jen recommends me something and i go okay then and i ignore it but i actually followed her recommendation for once jesus christ i mean how are we even friends i sometimes it's <laughs> unbelievable isn't it Jen speaks. I often don't listen to anything she says. <laughs> but this time I listen to a few of the words and I... Yeah. Too close. It's a... Th- it's a th- what do you call it, Jen? A dramatic thriller? Yeah, a drama thriller. It's a drama. I suppose it's a thriller of sorts, but yeah, it's a drama and it's it's only three episodes. It's on ICV Player if, if you are in this country can access that. If you're not in this country, I'm sadly you won't be able to access it, but it is absolutely brilliant. It's one of those things that will end up on Netflix at some point, but it is brilliant. It is an all-female production, isn't it, Maureen? Yep. Uh, the, the director was brilliant, Sue Tully, who some people may remember. It's Michelle from EastEnders. Uh, I think female writer, female producer, I believe. Two very strong female leads. But it's it's got a very interesting opening scene 
with a mother going over bridge with two kids in the back. And then it all goes from there. It's Emily Watson and Denise Goff are the main characters and they are both outstanding in it. They're both fantastic in it. And it, it is one of, definitely one of the best dramas on British television, I think. And also, sometimes I think watching series can be a bit overwhelming, can't it? Because there's so many episodes. But there's only three, so you can, you can steam through it. And they're like proper female characters, aren't they? They're not the not some trope. No, no, they're flawed. They're three-dimensional women. And the story is really, I mean, you can't, you literally can't stop watching it. So, yeah, that is a definite recommend, Maureen. Yeah, well done. Thank you for that. I am going to recommend a podcast, I've decided. Ooh. Look at that. Everyone's going, this is a podcast. Why would you recommend another podcast? Because I'm an absolute maverick, Okay. I don't, I don't, I'm not following the rules. I'm just doing my own thing. Actually, this has been recommended on another podcast because Adam Buxton recommended it on his podcast. But since uh, uh, Buckles recommended this podcast, I have listened to it religiously. Hollywood crime scene. Now, I'm not into true crime particularly, but I absolutely love this podcast. And I have had the two women that host it, Rachel Fisher and uh, Desi Jedekin, are brilliant. They have a great chemistry. They're obviously best mates. They obviously love each other and they spend a lot of time together anyway. And they're hosting this podcast because they both have a passion for true crime. And they go into, they do so much research about each story. Now, it's called Hollywood Crime Scene because all of the crimes are, are centred around Los Angeles and around Hollywood. And some of them are pretty gruesome and grim, those ones you can skip. And some of them are really kind of just fascinating because they're just about Hollywood. And they don't necessarily have to be about murders or anything. It could be crimes about, you know, whatever it could be, fraud or bigamy or whatever it is. And they're just brilliant. The Billie Holiday episode that they did, it was over two episodes, was absolutely fantastic. They, they Honestly, they really do their research. So you get so much information. It's like a mini documentary for your, for your ear rolls. Plus they're funny and they're silly and they, they do. They're absolutely, they, I mean, God, you think we swear a lot in this podcast. Flipping heck, they really go at it. But it's really good. And if you are a true crime buff, then this literally is probably one of the best ones out there. Because it's just two women talking and being irreverent and silly and funny. And they have these bonus episodes where they just talk about stuff that's happening in the week. You, I mean, if that's not your bag, you can just stick to listening to the main episodes. But they do give you a bonus episode every week as well. So I can highly recommend that. Get your lug holes, have a listen, enjoy, and then come back and say thank you. And you're welcome all at the same time. Okay, good night. <laughs> Excellent recommendation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Alison, because I know you like a bit of true crime. And I did listen to two episodes, and I do really like it. Uh, the second one, I have to admit, I was doing a facial treatment, and I did fall asleep. But that is a good sign. That means I feel comfortable, and I like them, right? If I, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I literally listened from the beginning. The podcast is about two and a half years old now. And I've listened to it all the way through to now. So I've literally, it's almost been like a full-time job. I've really taken that, my dedication to that podcast seriously. <laughs> and sometimes they're just on in the background and I just like to hear them having a little chit-chat. And sometimes I really lock in. Like if it's an episode that I'm like, wow, this is fascinating. And like I said, they have like a whole mixed bag of stuff that's about old time Hollywood, you know, all the way to present day. And if you like the really like gruesome true crime where there's like the freeway killers and the all of that sort of stuff and the hilltop stranglers or whatever, there's that as well. So something for everyone. Let me tell you about the horror movie. Hey, we all have uh, Maureen loves the horror movie section. Will I like it? Uh, but I'm keeping it general. You won't. I wish you would. I wish you would. I'm going to knit for you. I'd like you to watch one of my movies one of these days. So I, I'm i being self-indulgent. And I'm sure I might have recommended one of them again. But I just thought it goes well with victim role and deciding to, like, beat your demons. I'm going back 
to my personal favorite, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors, Episode 3. I love it. If I've already said that one, any of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, because the idea of fighting a demon in your sleep, I don't know, guys. To me, that is the ultimate battling, being a victim and surviving. So Dream Warriors also. I don't know if you guys, Maureen, I'm assuming never, right? Never. That's a, You don't have to make that face like, sorry, Allison, I've never seen it. You saw the first one, Jen? I saw the first one when I was a kid, and it... It, it's terrifying. The, the the main the protagonist, the girl in it, and she's in the bath, but she falls asleep in the bath. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that was it for me. And the hand coming up. Oh my God Almighty, Alison, that ruined baths for me for years. I, I genuinely, there's not many horror. Movies. I haven't really watched a lot of horror, but that was one of the horror films I watched, and it was the I can't remember what the first one's called, but whatever it is. Oh god, that scared the living crap out of me. So I couldn't, I could never watch another one. It's, it's a terrifying. The whole concept is terrifying. Why I like three though, just and I'll stop about this one. But this is why I like three so much. One is scary to me. I still think it stands the test of times. Two, don't even waste your time. Just move on. Like don't even. You know, you will miss nothing watching two. Three is when Freddy, the killer, starts to get a bit of a sense of humor. And that's when it kind of goes like, because horror and comedy, they go well together. So Dream Warriors to me is when we start to see the funnier ways that, I don't know, it's it's a good one. Dream Warriors. It, they're, they're in an asylum. They can't sleep. Oh, they no, won't go to sleep. Asylum. asylum. They're teenagers. You guys, come on. What more do you want? Six friends are going to an asylum. Make it seven. That's what I say. I'm in and I'm ready to live the dream. Yeah. Is is Nancy in all of them? Oh, yeah. She does come back. She is not in all of them, but she does come back. Yeah. Freddy Krueger, already terrifying. And then you said asylum. I'm out. Okay. That's too much. <laughs> I can't. That's a, that's a, that's, no, I can't bring, the, I can't bring those horror Lego pieces together. Did you ever watch, I think we've talked about this actually on this podcast before, but American Horror Story, the series in the asylum. Oh, yeah. Or in the hospital. Did you see that one? Yeah. I've seen all of them. Oh, my God. What is wrong with that person who created that? They're probably victimised at school. I, do you know what? <laughs> this will tell you a lot about my state of mind in Edinburgh. But I've noticed that when I go to the Edinburgh Festival, I watch that sort of shit. So I watched American Horror Story, about three series in Edinburgh what's that one uh, that came out a couple of years ago um, the family moved to a house they all go mad it's so sad it's like a really sad depressing story anyway The Haunting of Hill House yes that's the shit I watch when I'm in Edinburgh yeah you're subconsciously working stuff out Jen that's what you're doing you're helping yourself this is what I'm doing when I'm at the Edinburgh Festival I go I need something dark I need to I need to be able to work this shit out here I gotta go do it tomorrow so let me fight a demon right now and I'll get back in the ring tomorrow <laughs> when people say do you miss the Edinburgh Festival what is it about the Edinburgh Festival you miss I say nothing Okay, right? Do you want to hear that again? Zero. <laughs> and we'll be at the Edinburgh Festival in three years. And maybe the PTSD <laughs> will have calmed down by then and I'll be, I'll be able to cope with the Edinburgh Festival again. Alison, that's a recommendation. Another one, which I'm sure horror fans will be like, this is an absolute classic. Congratulations, Alison, for choosing it. And the rest of us will go, I'll wait till I go to the Edinburgh Festival to watch that. <laughs> so, corner time. It's not a Muller corner. No, it's a cultural one. Maureen <laughs> Younger. And now it's going to be Maureen's cultural uh -huh. corner. I haven't. 
haven't started it. Well, Hello. I'm, I'm going to start that again. And Jen, because you asked about some more music last time for last week's show. So we've got some music. These are albums that uh, accompany my youth, which people might not know. And Alison, I will send you some links. So the first one, actually, Jen, you might know this. Grover Washington Jr. I don't. No, I don't. No, don't you? Uh, Saxophonist, who along with Wes Montgomery and George Benson are considered the founders of smooth jazz. We never called it back in the day. I love George Benson. I've got a couple of George Benson albums. Oh, yeah. Oh, George Benson is fantastic. You must have heard of George Benson, Alison. I've heard of him, but I wouldn't be able to say songs, so please send me links. Well, Grover Washington Jr. had this album out called Wine Light, and um, probably the song you might have heard from it is called Just the Two of Us with Bill Withers. Just the two of us, we can make it if we try. And if Just we try. the two of us. Yeah, so yeah. I had that album, because what happened when I went to uni, I had tapes of my albums, and because I had a different kind of background from most of the people there, Nobody, nobody recognised my record collection <laughs> until I joined the Jazz Funk Society, and then I met other people like me, working class, who had a multicultural background. Uh, another classic album from that period is Bob James, who was a jazz keyboardist. His his the first album from nineteen eighty one, Sign of the Times, and that was like the, the song that really made it. Sign of the Times. This is great, boring because I don't know who who any <laughs> anyone that you're talking about. They're really great albums, and it, they were really popular among a certain part of the British population. They probably didn't make the chart, high up in the charts, I wouldn't know, but among like all my friends, these were like classic records. And this one is a later one, because Bob James uh, got together with David Sanborn, who was a saxophonist, and I bought an album, bear in mind how tight I am with money, I think it was like seven ninety nine at the time. This album's called Double Vision, came out in 1986, and I bought it just for the one track, and I'll send that to you, Alison. This one track, Since I Fell For You, with Al Jarreau singing the lead. Honestly, this song, with saxophone from David Sanborn and the keyboards from Bob James and you got Al Jarreau singing Since I Fell For You and you know I just like I heard that track and I was like that's a tune and I had to buy the tell album tell you what Maureen do me a favour write all these down yeah I'll stick them up on my Spotify and create a Maureen Younger playlist and we'll stick it out on WTB uh, and I'll and Alison and I can share it as well. And if you have, I'm sorry if you don't have Spotify, but if you but you can still listen to Spotify for free. But you just have to deal with the adverts. And you, we can listen to a Maureen Younger uh, playlist of all of I these tracks. Love uh, that. I, I would love that, and I think a lot of people would love that as well. So we'll do that. I'm not going to mention them in detail now, but like I'll add Shirley Brown, absolutely fantastic, and Kenny Burke, and there's a, there's loads. So and there's such great tracks. This is brilliant, Maureen. Write it all, write it all down, honestly. And I'll create a, a playlist and we'll stick it out there. Yeah, great. I'm really loving this new corner of yours. Not saying I didn't enjoy the other corners. I'm into it. I like what you've done with it. But yeah, it's a shame we can't play any of the I music know. for obvious reasons. We can't play. But any that's music. why I like the idea of the playlist. I love it. Yeah. 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 It's a good one, Jen. Every now and again, once a year, I have a good idea, and it just happened to land on today. Well done, me. That's not true. You have lots of good ideas, Jen. I love all your ideas, but you know what I want to know right now? What ideas have been getting your goat, Jen? What the hell's getting your goat? Uh, who'd want to be a Kardashian? That just seems grim. Can we stand by that, everyone? <laughs> well, me. I've been getting my own goat. I think my <laughs> compulsive... <laughs> you can believe it. I, I, I know a lot of the time I sort of... I mean, faux sort of uh, frustration with, with Maureen, but ultimately the person that pisses me off the most is myself. Um, I literally cannot leave my mobile phone alone and I was talking about this with Maureen and Alison and the thing is it's like 
they were like, well, take everything off your phone and strip it down and don't have apps on it. I've literally barely got any apps on there now, right? And yet I can't stop holding it. I have to have it near me. It has to be in my pocket. If I leave the house, I need to have it with me. So I, it's just, I, I, I'm so annoyed about my own inability. I don't watch television now anymore because I'm still, I'm kind of scrolling through news stories on my phone. Or I'll go, oh, I'll just have a little, and then Instagram or something. I'll just have a little look on it. I'm not constrict. Does anyone else do that? Where you just, there's something, there is a screen on in my house called a television and it is producing something that I have chosen to watch, but I'm not watching it because I'm going, oh, just, oh, so-and-so's put up a video about a rabbit. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with me? I seem to have the attention span of a goldfish. Somebody would be talking to me and I'd be like, hmm, just, I'll just have a little cheeky look on my phone. There's nothing there of interest or importance. Even when I look at my phone, there's rarely a day where I've looked at my phone and gone, oh, I'm so glad I looked at my phone. There's nothing fucking on there. It's, and also, can I just point out that my phone is on silent? So I never hear it ring. Sometimes I'll have my phone. Earlier, we were having technical difficulties. Leanne called me. I didn't even notice because my phone's on silent. And yet, where is my phone? It's next to me. What an absolute penis. There we are. That's what's been getting my goat is my inability to leave my phone alone. It's turned into a compulsion. It's a problem. My absolute need for a constant dopamine fix is, 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 is not good. It's not healthy. And what should we do about it? Let's go back to analog. That's what I say. You need to leave the phone in another room. That's what you need to do. Well, what happens is I've tried that morning. Do you know what I do? I get up. Where's the phone? I pick it up and put it back in my pocket. <laughs> Get Chloe to tidy it away and then you'll never find it. That's actually a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's difficult. You can buy these things, can't you? You can buy these boxes where you put your phone in and then it you, you've, it's locked in that box and then it will unlock and you can put the timer on. You can go, right, I want that phone is in that box for three hours. But then you know that's the point where you go, oh, I've got to make a phone call and it's locked in a box. But this is how you judge how good a program is by how often or not you look at your phone. Like I don't look through it. I don't look at it through line of duty. Even at line of duty, I confess, I've had a little scroll. Have you? Wow. Yeah, I have. I know, I know. Well, there we are. Where we are. We're, we've solved nothing. It's just a... <laughs> As per usual. As per usual with this podcast, there's nothing has been resolved and there's we've learnt, we've learnt nothing. But it is important to get this shit out, isn't it? Don't keep it in. And other people might be able to relate to this and go, I feel the same. And, and at this point, normally in another podcast, they'd go, well, one of the things that you can do to tackle this is... Blibby, blibby, blibby. But we've done the Ask Alison bit, so the useful part of the programme is already over. And we're just left with this dross right at the end. But the call was right in next week for, for next week's show, and Alison could answer the problem. Oh, yeah. Thanks for plugging that, Maureen. Yeah. Dear Alison, I cannot leave my phone alone. I want. I don't know who that's from, Alison. <laughs> it's a random email. I, I know. I'll be like... <laughs> Love, Jean from Eastbourne. I've just just disguised myself a little bit. But if, if people do want cheering up, they could always watch us at the new material night, couldn't they, next oh, week? Oh, Maureen, you're so crafty. I love it. Very smooth. See what I did there? I see do what I see there? what you did there. And everyone's going to be very grateful because the new material night that's going to be happening next Monday, our third WTB new material night, we have two fantastic guests as always, we have uh, Sarah Barron, who I am very excited. I've never seen Sarah before, so this is going to be really fun for me. And then uh, the fabulous and wonderful Sally Ann Hayward. It's going to be great. 8 p.m. Monday night. Uh, you get the tickets on our WTB Facebook page. It's going to be a delight. It's going to be a joy. And I 
you know, vertigo notwithstanding, I will be there this time and it will be loads of fun. One of us will be hosting. We haven't decided who. I'm hoping it will be me, but it might not be. Maureen's looking at me going, I actually think it's me this time, you prick. Ah! <laughs> As you've made me do two in a row. So actually it looks like it's Maureen will be hosting. Um, and um, it'll be Laura Laura fun. Women talking bollocks. Thanks so much for listening. Please do continue to like and subscribe on our Acast page wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones, particularly mine. And we're also on Patreon now, so we're going to be sharing extra content and we'd love you to join us there. Join us. <laughs> Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.